All right, kids, we're gonna die. I guess we die now. Daddy doesn't know how to work the oven, or the microwave, or the fridge, or the pants. Thanks, mom. <laughs> Your mom's a bitch. I'm the princess. I'm so pretty. Well, I I can't have sex with a ghost. That's that's not even possible. Eh, give him cake. Shut the fuck up. Why didn't these children fuck each other? I want dick in me. Give me, give me, yeah. Look how horny she is. She's getting right straight. This is great. Maybe his dick's closed off. I don't know. Yeah, what hole is he pissing from? Welcome to another episode of People Time. Oh, motherfucker. If this is your first time ever listening to us, we dive into the lives of some of the most influential people in history so you can get all the details and can smell like you can smell like a you can sound like a smarty arty. Yeah, you want to smell like a smart person. Yeah. When someone starts running their mouth about this guy's smart. Oh my god. Huh. He must be a dabbler. Yeah. I've heard about them. They're dangerous. We often give uh well, every single episode we give fake names, which we never give our real names, so it changes every episode. So if this is your first time, don't be surprised that the next episode is That's what we do. Yeah. The the point of the show is to celebrate and uh, talk about the topic. It's yeah. not about us. Yeah. So we have, we're anonymous. Yeah. We're just, we're ghosts of history. Whoa. Speaking to you. Oh, no. And we usually start off with a fun fact as well, and then we dive into the lives. We try to research really well to make sure to give you accurate information, but please note that we also joke around a lot. Sorry. And uh, it's fucking explicit. Yeah, and our jokes are not like... They're not good. <laughs> They're pretty bad. We just try to help hold the, the show together with our own stupid humor. We're just, we're barely keeping together as people. <laughs> I mean, the show is like a whole other thing. It's a lot. <laughs> so wait, starting off, what is your name? I am Jordy LaForge for Pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Jordy LaForge for Pussy. Because you know he was cleaning up on that yeah. ship. Oh, yeah. He was enterprising into all of the ensigns. And you know that visor could see right through your clothes. I think he had a setting. Yeah. For that. Just it was like the real main setting for that. That was really what it's for. He actually only ever kept it on clothes off. <laughs> Which I mean, if you could see his face, like his eyes, all the time he's he's got a cock eye where he's like, damn. Mm-hmm. Like Worf? Looks fucking good underneath wow, that. Look at suit. that ass. Ooh, he's keeping it tight. He's got a warrior species indeed. Wow. He could go to war with my ass. <laughs> or Deanna Troy, bam! Deanna Troy, real life is one of my first crushes. Really? As a kid, I was obsessed with Deanna Troy. Yeah, you know she's good looking. She's good looking. Yeah, and she was what a psychologist or something. Yeah, could read minds. I don't even know. It was cool. But you know, yeah, he was cleaning up on that ship. Yeah, yeah, and I like to think he's professional, which means he didn't fuck the young engineers. Of course, in not. the engine room. No, no, no. The the doctors and the other, the people who work for Worf or whatever. They fuck the young engineers. Yeah, or he fucked them. Yeah, that too. Yeah. <laughs> he doesn't shit where he eats. Jordy's a great man. Yeah, I love Jordy. Because he's, honestly, Rainbow. anything LeVar Burton touches, gold. Yep. Wonderful. He's an American hero. Well, I am, that is. I'm, you I'm, are. I am Jordy LaForge for pussy. <laughs> <laughs> Good job for who, you. Who are you? I'm Rajnigonda. Rajnigonda? Yeah. Uh, it sounds like a boy's name. Uh, yeah, Raj. Well, at least Kevin thought it sounded like a boy's name on The Office. 
I'm lost. It's Kelly's middle name. Oh, that okay. she hates because it's Rajnaganda. Right, and yeah. And then Kevin, one of the, my favorite lines, he goes, I thought Rajnaganda was a boy's name. <laughs> <laughs> Simple, subtle, but so well put. Oh. Kevin's great. That's a great show. Yeah. Rajnaganda. Yeah. Sometimes when I'm really bored, I'll watch on YouTube uh, the... You know, like, The Office had a lot of, like, side stories that they re- only released online or on DVD. Right. Fucking great with, the, with the second characters. Oh, my God. They had a whole episode with Creed that they never released. No. You can only get that shit online. It's hilarious. Fucking amazing. He's one of my favorite characters, too. And I think it's been beaten to death that we all love The Office. Yeah. But it continues to contribute. Sorry. It's great. Yeah. Let's not let's not get up our asses here. It's great. The Carol Burnett show. We're going to talk about it forever. Ooh, that's such a good show. I haven't seen it forever. I'm going to go look that up now. God damn it. I watch clips of Carol Burnett all the time. Yeah. Every Tim Conway contribution. Well, what's our fun fact for the day? The fun fact of the day. The episode. I think everybody has heard about the blue skinned people from the South. We have? I haven't. You never heard of that? No. What's the blue skinned people of the South? You know, when you talk about inbreeding. Yeah, there's a lot of that where like those Appalachian mountains, deep in the woods, families who there's nobody else around to fuck. So you fuck your sister, and maybe your kids come out blue. Are they really blue? There is a blue group of people from Kentucky. I thought you just got whiter and whiter. Nope, they get blue at some point. So they're they exist, and that's like a that's like a trope people talk about with incest. They're like if you fuck. If there's too much inbreeding, they become blue. What the fuck? I did not know this at all. Well, apparently it's not inbreeding does not create blue skin. It, it's a an accidental situation that happened in Kentucky. So, we're talking about Kentucky. We're talking about deep south, mm-hmm. deep Kentucky. <laughs> it's this family called the Fugates. Uh, they're actually started from a uh, an immigrant from France in the 1800s. Mm-hmm, that and makes sense. They moved into a very remote place called Troublesome Creek, which again, deep, <laughs> deep goddamn Kentucky. And uh, what happened is that who's the guy? His name is uh, Lorenzo Fugate, mm-hmm. and his wife Eleanor Fugate. Now, they weren't related. Uh, Lorenzo is from France. He met Eleanor in Kentucky. Okay. They moved deep into the woods. Mm-hmm. Like, we don't want to see anybody. And um, their kids fucked each other. <laughs> mm-hmm. And Lorenzo had a recessive gene that it's a hemoglobin thing. So he had, he had a hereditary blood disorder in which excessive levels of what's called methemoglobin happens in your blood so right now if your parents aren't cousins you have a high amount of what's called the red hemoglobin in your blood okay which is what makes your blood red and it makes white people's flesh pinkish okay everybody who's not white has red hemoglobin but because white people's skin is sort of cum colored yeah it reflects the blood inside and because they were fucking the kids were all fucking each other this recessive gene became not recessive and became maximum, and um, they had bluish-colored blood. And, Weird. And it made their skin turn blue. Did everybody, like, hate them? I guess they didn't really see anybody. Well, in 
deep in 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 uh in Kentucky where they lived, they were sort of accepted as a family of yeah, they just blue. <laughs> they're just blue people. Okay. Nobody would fuck them because yeah. they're blue, so they'd fuck each other. They just continued on. And they just kept going. Are there still blue people today from that family? So, no. They, well, at least they don't exist over there anymore. They they broke up. Uh, actually, in the 70s, uh, one of them, his name is Benji. Benji uh, was tired of the stigma, and he left and intermarried with people who he was not related to and told his story. And they have talked about anybody who's related to the Fulgates who have left some of them still come out blue. That recessive gene still comes out. Yeah. Uh, a lot of them are born blue and then pink up later. That's such a bummer because you got to know that, like, if you see someone who's blue, you you know the info. You're like, ah, oh, your family's related and fucking your, each other. Your grandparents are siblings. You gross. That's kind of sick. Um, there is talk that if uh, people who are related to the full gates uh, in, in cold weather... Their skin sort of takes a blue tint to it. Hmm. You can Google pictures of Benji. He, he changed his last name to Stacy. His name's Benji Stacy now. Uh, there are pictures of him, and he's a white guy with a suspiciously blue tint. So they, um, the family's broken up now. There is talk that deeper into the Kentucky woods, some full gates or some few gates, sorry, are still there fucking each other, getting <laughs> just getting bluer. Uh, <laughs> okay, nobody can really prove that but uh unless you want to go find out but you don't you don't want nobody to, wants to find that you don't want to see that but yeah that is fun there's like a modern family now uh or people in kentucky who yeah so some days they're just a little slightly blue which is fun so that's where the blues came from it's where the blues come from yeah i just wanted to because i was wondering about that where i'd heard that inter in inbreeding makes your kids blue but it's not. It, it's just that family because they had a recessive gene that turned their blood blue for some and they fucking... And they kept... Repeated it. Yeah. Um, so maybe don't. <laughs> don't fuck your kids. Yeah, you'll get other stuff too. Hemophilia is one that you definitely... Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, you don't want that. Yeah, I'd much rather be blue than have hemophilia. Yeah. Yeah, or anything, for Christ's sakes. Yeah. Yeah, a paper cut and you just bleed to death. And you're dead. Yeah, you die. What if you had both? You were blue and you bled to death. That would suck. My blood's blue, and I'm dying. Help. Help. And everyone's like, are you from here? No. <laughs> I'm from Kentucky. <laughs> oh, shit. That's fucking weird. Yeah, it's a strange, it's a strange tale. Yeah. Um, what, are, what are we doing here? We are learning today about Marie Antoinette. Oh, shit. Yeah. What is that? Uh, let them have cake? Ooh, yeah, yeah. And that's all I know. Yeah. And she's French, I think. I think that's what most people know is I was going to kind of give a little bit of a cursor what most people might know. Let them eat cake. She's French. And some people might relate her to the whole bunch of beheadings that was going on in the French Revolution. So that's probably, I think, what I knew before doing the research. I'm stoked. I don't know anything except that her name is hard to say. Her name is hard to say. Antoinette. Antoinette. <sighs> French is so stupid. Yeah. Well, oh, my God. oh, I did want to advertise before we get into it that... Uh, People time, we do, even though the world is on lockdown from viruses, we do still have keychains, keychains, keychains what, what, what? in the gift shop of the Vatican, Vatican, Vatican. Get yours today before they're all sold out. 
any day now. The shelves are getting cleaned out, so go get your keychain for people time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, my representative in the Vatican, Vatican did say the Vatican gift shop is out of toilet paper. Lots of keychains. The, but they're going fast, so be be quick. No, yeah, he he did make sure to say people want them. Yeah. We just need more dabblers to go get them. Yeah, well, people aren't using it to wipe their ass. I want to make that clear. I guess you could wipe your ass with them, but they're not designed for that. No. Maybe the ne- second generation, I'll make them ass wipeable. You know, do what you want with them. We, we're fine. You know, we should do, we should make our keychains portable bidets. Ooh, that's good. Just have a bidet on your keys and just clean your ass wherever you go. People time. That's a great idea. I'm going to patent it. I patented it. Look. Now. We got a recording of it. Yeah, if you steal that, I'll sue you. <laughs> My name's Jordy. <laughs> Look out. Well, uh, Marie was, just to give you a little bit of context, she was born November 2nd of 1755. So we're talking about the mid-1700s. This is earlier than I thought. Going into the late 1700s. All right, Marie. Yeah. Are we calling her Marie? Is that what we're going with? That's what we're going with. We don't want to call her Auntie. Auntie Toinette. Yeah, no. That's weirdly hard to say. Yeah. Uh, and just to give you a, a, even a little bit more context of what else is going on in the world, because I always like to have something so I can relate to to re- help remember the time frame. Sure. So during this time frame, like pretty much right after she's born, the year afterwards, um, we have the Seven Year War, or in the U.S., what we more commonly know as the French and Indian War. Oh. And this is where, you know, France and Great Britain are basically fighting over Northern America. So French are going up towards Canada, and they're getting that area. And Britain's getting the 13 colonies. So it's not a French-Indian war. It's just what they call it. Yeah, I guess the British... Like, they fought the Indians a little, maybe. Yeah, so I guess the British were fighting against the French, and the French had befriended the natives. Oh. And so... See, I don't know shit. I was I was assumed it was the French killing the natives in Canada. I mean, I think that happened, too. It probably happens now. I think everybody was killing everybody, so... Natives, yeah. they don't count. Yep. Um, <laughs> we're like, yep. That's what. I, that's how it goes. It's history. And the more we talk about people, and the more we dive into this stuff, the more I'm just kind of getting complacent. I'm like the people fuck each other and they kill each other. Like, yeah, I didn't think I could get more cynical. Yeah, but yeah, yeah, it gets worse. And you're correct with the uh, kind of her quote of "Let them eat cake." We'll get into a little bit of that later. Sweet, it's fun. I love cake. Yeah, I like pie more. I'm more of a pie guy. And the cake they had back then wasn't like cake what you'd think today. So it's not like, it's not like nice. birthday cake. It's like, it's like a fancier, sweeter bread. <laughs> but yeah. God, we live in a great time. <laughs> like you, frosting and icing. and Yeah. And there's like layers. There's like a raspberry cream layer. That's my favorite one. Marie never got that shit. No. She was eating bread that was a little bit sweeter than regular bread. <laughs> yeah. And she was like, ooh, it's delicious. Cake. Mm. <laughs> ooh. Better dump it into my sh- dirty water. <laughs> Why would you dip your cake into dirty water? You know, like you you put sweet bread into coffee, but she doesn't have any. <laughs> just dirty water. Just dirty water. Yeah, that's, that's what they. Right. That's probably what they have. Yeah, it's the 1700s, and it's yeah. And that is a good thing to admit. We live in a pretty nice fucking time. Yeah. Yeah. It's not too bad. I would very rarely ever say that. The only better time is where I'm from in the future on the Enterprise. That is much better. Where we could just generate food. Yeah. Give me, give me the Romulan ceremonial cakes of Tafenga. Mm. And it comes out and you're like, fuck, that looks awesome. I want a plate. Yeah. We need to get like a recipe book where like, I bet you there's one that exists. Star, 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 Star Trek. Trek. <laughs> Probably is. Yeah. And it's just full of of Klingon blood pudding. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Your brother has one that is a... Uh, like Star Wars? Star, Star Trek? Wars. He has a Star Wars cookbook. That is really nerdy. With actual recipes. That's really nerdy. 
Yeah. Well, uh, Marie comes, she comes from high royalty, so her father is actually the Holy Roman Emperor, Francis I. All right. And at this time, I had to do a little bit of research because the Holy Roman Empire is like kind of a big area. Like we have multiple countries there now, but this kind of covers over a good portion of Europe. And it's kind of even divided a little bit, but still considered to be the home, Holy Roman of Empire. So I think this is what we were talking about in George Cuvier. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we're like, it's part of, of France and a good portion of Germany and good parts of, of Austria, Europe. Austria, Hungary, Call Croatia. themselves the Holy Roman Empire, but yeah. they're like, a, they're, they are an empire. Yeah. But they're not and Roman. They, they just call themselves that. And they kind of share like certain even though it's a whole thing called that there's still some division where some people control certain parts and some people control others exactly yeah like even yeah george cuvier's village was technically under the empire but they ran their own administration and shit yeah lots of families involved in politics it's yeah anyways so he's a part of that her mother was actually marie as well marie theresa and she was actually the empress of austria and so when these two got married, her parents, yeah. they took control over quite a bit of area. All right. And they mostly, I think, kind of reside and, and rule Austria, but they also have other areas that they rule inside the empire. Yeah. Yeah. Country lines are, are not established the way we see them now. Yeah. So just swaths of land. Yeah. I own Turkey and Hungary and Austria and France. Yeah. It's called Maryland. Well, and Marie, I mean, she's obviously the daughter in a royal family, so spoiled in her early life. I mean, she's she's born in 1755. Her full name, by the way, I wanted to say is Marie Antonia Josepha Johanna von Osterich Lothroga Mountain Dew Herbert Camacho. Oh, my God. These people. <laughs> Sorry, I threw in the last three, but. God, it's just forever. I believed you, though. It actually changes, too, because that's her Austrian name. Oh, no, of course. She's in German. Oh, oh, of course it does. And then she has the French version, which has different names. Anyways, so yeah. Christ. We've talked about this a lot. The more names people give themselves, the more self-important they are. Yeah. And the more stupid douchey they are. This is so accurate for for Marie. Oh, how many names do you have? I have 17. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. And someone's like, why didn't you just make like 57 so you would just beat everybody every time? I am now. Hmm. They're all John. John, 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 John. John, 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 Marie, John, <laughs> John, 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 Camacho. Yeah. And then some poor little bitch who only has 12 names is like, oh, I can't compete. This is not fair. <laughs> I hate Austria. <laughs> <laughs> so Marie pretty much, she her childhood is a... Is a Exactly what you expect. She had high-end education and tutors. However, Marie really isn't that bright. She kind of <laughs> sucks. She, There's her, no incentive when you're rich. Yeah. Who I mean, the fuck? She was doted on. She got whatever she wanted. But her tutors basically said she was lazy. She didn't really care to study and also seemed dry and boring just talking to her. as <laughs> yeah, She just seemed kind of dumb. I don't care about it. A bit of dim. This. Uh, yeah. Flat. Fluff my pillows. Uh, did you read any good books today, Marie? No. She actually takes a long time to learn to read and write. Even her own language, she wasn't very good at. Her. She's supposed <laughs> to be learning like French and Italian and shit, but even German, which is her native tongue, she really couldn't read or write very well in that. I love that she doesn't give a shit at all. Yeah. This reminds me of like last week with uh, Kim Jong-il. Just yeah. A weird retard who's <laughs> doted on to the point where they just aren't functional. Yeah. 
Yeah. They just they get to make up their own rules and play house and do fun stuff while they, you know. They create their own universe and then expect everyone else to work for them in that universe. Yeah. This yeah. is pretty accurate. Sweet. So, I mean, she was raised by her mother, but because her mother's a queen, she also had royal babysitters, basically. She's sure. got caretakers that kind of help raise her and stuff. She was kind of close to her mom. But yeah, her childhood is just her being doted on. She liked dolls. She liked stuff that all 10-year-olds liked. Sure. Yeah. Especially rich 10-year-olds like royalty. So getting yeah. dressed up fancy, all that fun stuff. Oh, that's kind of cute, though. But I do think it's... Giving her dad tea time and whatnot. Yeah. It's tea time, Papa. And but, he's like, nah, you're really boring. <laughs> Even during tea time, you don't have anything interesting to say. <laughs> no, but I... Papa, it's tea time. Yeah, but you're... I don't know. You're dumb. Have it by yourself. I'm busy. Go back to being tutored. I'm, I'm, yeah, I'm busy. Why don't you learn Italian by learn now? Learn to read and write. Jesus. Jeez. I don't want to, Papa. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, besides her being pretty dumb in, in that kind of way, she actually picks up some stuff pretty well. So she is good at some instruments. She learns the harp. She learns the flute really well, apparently, mm. under the guidance of some of the best musicians <laughs> at the time. Because right. she's royalty. So she gets some of the best. And she supposedly has a great singing voice. So she's an artist. Yeah, right. she's more on that side for sure. But I, I'm, that might even be used a little bit too strongly. I don't know. I don't know. I get it. The artist spirit is kind of fuck you. I don't want to learn Italian. I want to play the harp. Yeah. I don't want to make my dolls fuck each other. You know? Yeah. That's art. It's a it's a type of art. Yeah. Yeah. Some of these two are like high end, like like I said, royalty, right? So she's got some of these, and they're like she's lazy. Like the greatest uh, the greatest musicians in all the land. Yeah. She's, she's unteachable. She's just like. <laughs> I don't care. I'm hungry. I'm going to take a nap, though. What a bitch. It is interesting, though. At a young age, she had the pleasure of meeting a child prodigy, Wolfgang Amadeus Mozart. Whoa, who? Yeah. Amadeus, Amadeus. Mm, mm. Amadeus, oh. Amadeus. Mm. Ooh, Amadeus. Do, 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 do. So he was doing all sorts of awesome stuff on the piano and all sorts of other stuff. And then she yeah. was like... Look at this child prodigy. He's so mm, fancy. I'm bored. Mm, but I'm not smart enough to figure this out. Are they like the same age? Roughly? Yeah. So they're like buddies. She's like two months older than him. Wow. Yeah. So they're, I don't think they really hung out a whole bunch, but she met him when well, they he, were kids. I would presume he's a bright kid. Oh, yeah. Yeah. So they probably don't have a lot in common. <laughs> probably not. He's like, you don't, you don't understand any of this stuff I'm going like, to talk about. You don't understand scales? I'm like nine. I know everything about scales. Yeah. She's like... I like my dolls. He's like, mm hmm. Yeah, okay. No so, more of these. Um, I play tea time with my dad, but he doesn't really pay attention, and so I just have tea time by myself. And then he's like, oh, oh, I'm sorry, were you talking? I wasn't paying attention either. I was actually composing a masterpiece in my, in my mind while you were talking. You're really dull. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. You're, I'm uninspired. I'm going to leave. You make me dumber. <laughs> So yeah, she she did do well, I guess, with the harp and the flute and dancing and singing. But I mean, eh, not not on that level at least, not on Mozart level, of course. She's not fucking committed to anything. Yeah. During this time frame of Marie's childhood, her mother, the Queen of Austria, Ooh. decided to end hostilities with their current enemy, France, because they were Austria and France weren't getting along. But they found that they have both common enemies, which is Britain and Russia, pretty much. Uh oh. And they're like, why Why are we fighting each other? We both hate these other people, Britain and, and Russia. Yeah. Let us join together and fight against them as a better force. Is that the same tree that caused World War One? 
No. This isn't Austria-Hungary that lines up with France against the Ottoman Empire and creates World War One. Oh, well, later on. Uh, it's something. Well, I'm just wanna... seeing the seeds of the friendship that... And it goes back and creates forth. The modern... We're yeah. friends. We're enemies. We're friends. We're enemies. That's true. Like, yeah, as we've acknowledged, history is a lot of that. We're actually going to show a little I'm bit I'm going to kill you. We're friends. I'm yeah. going to kill you. We're friends. I'm going to rape you. Be my friend. Pretty much. Oh. Well, and so Marie's mother Sweet. was thinking like, well, if we're going to join Austria and France together, we need to do, like, the best way to do this is to have a marriage. We'll marry our royal children off to each other. Yeah. And that will help build the the strength in the relationship between these countries. It's not weird. No. Force children to marry each other to secure it treaties. It is better than the alternative of like, hey, go fuck your own brother and make babies. Yeah, then they get blue skin. Yeah. This is no fun. Because that, that happens a lot. That Yeah. Well, we, we deal with a lot of royals, and they live in a totally different mind state than regular people. Yeah. Where there's, yeah, there's sibling fucking and then marrying a dude you don't know to secure a contract that you have no idea about. Yep. That's a lot of fun. That's what's happening in this case. Oh. So. That's like the bitch who was sent to Ramsey's and was just forced to marry him. And then he, <laughs> and then he didn't care. No. He just fucked her and then put All her right, in a go, box. Go to the rest of the other girls I don't care about. Get, sit in the building forever. Go take a bath forever. So Marie's mother, uh, I mean, Marie has like. There's a total of 15 kids, so she's one of 15. Damn. Yeah, their parents got it. Oh, oh that's hot. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Let's so, talk about that cake. <laughs> and Marie's like the second to youngest. So I don't know exactly why, but Marie's mother figured that Marie would be the best choice to be able to go send her off to get married to a French royal. Oh, that's funny because she's... She's dumb. Who cares? She's dull and young and like not important. So like, Send her you, to another country. So when you're thinking of your, your royal family as a chessboard, yeah. she's the she's a pawn. <laughs> yeah. Like you have other kids you're like, I need to be a knight. They're going to make it something. She'd you know. be a rook. I can use her later. Marie's a pawn. She's so like, right now, you get, can... Get the fuck out. Go ahead and think of your own family and pick somebody, one of your siblings, <laughs> of who you would be fine... Be like, yeah, that he's not as you know who we're bright. talking about. Send them to go get married to someone. Who Think cares? about it. You know who we're talking about. I don't want to give up too much of my, you know, it's, to- it's Tony. It's Tony. It's Tony. <laughs> you know, like when parents are like, I don't have favorites. Yeah, they, they do. They do. Yeah. Who's at the bottom of that list? <laughs> that's who gets married off <laughs> yeah. later. So that's what ends up happening is they, she's about 10 years old when her mom decides she's going to do this. They don't get married at 10, but she's like, uh, that's who I'm going to pick to Yeah, that's like a thing. And we'll get it, start getting it prepped up, right? And, and France, they essentially do the same thing too, right? The king's like, all right, I've got my son who is, uh, King Louis the 16th. And he's like, and I, he's actually the eldest. So I think France took it a little more seriously and was like, he's heir to the throne of France. We will... Marry him off, and then they'll be king and queen. Oh, they took that treaty seriously. Yeah. I wonder why they picked her. Because, like, we were joking that they were just selling her off because she's dull, but she's going to be queen of France. Well, yeah. And and it's weird because... It's because she's dull. They don't want her to talk back. <laughs> yeah, That's definitely what it is, Go and then do what you're told. Yeah. Just uh, sit around and be lazy and learn, very slowly, learn to play the harp and not be good at it. Well, it's funny because she probably wasn't ever going to be queen herself in her own country because... Like I said, there's 15 siblings. True. So she's not heir. So this is the only opportunity for her to have an interesting life. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, that's nice on her parents' part to be like, you're not worth a lot. Let's get you in a nice position. France is powerful at this time frame. They're pretty big. I think this is probably around, because this is like 
right before Napoleon does you his thing. You are right. So I think this is like prime French empire. Yeah. Imperialist empire before they lost it all. And then we're like, we're the greatest military on earth until the Germans literally just walked in. So this is back when it still made sense. Yeah. To say that we're amazing. Yeah. Way to go, France. They were one of the bigger powers of Europe for sure. Hey, man, I like your cheese. <laughs> you got some good fucking cheese. So Marie had to like formally denounce her own rights to her own family royalty and then go accept to become heir of the Queen of France, basically. That's what she's going to end up becoming. All right. So when she's about 14 years old, that's when they actually get married. Louis, who I'm going to call her husband now, Louis he's, the 16th. And he's 14. No, he's a little bit older. Ew. Yeah. She's 14, though. I think he's like three or four years older than her. Yeah. Yeah, she's like, he's like 16, I think, actually, so maybe two years. Yeah, that's not so bad. <laughs> I mean, in a modern context. Yeah, two year, the two-year rule. I'm like a 16-year-old diddling a 14-year-old. It's not great. It's not awful. It's, it's not, not often a 14-year-old and like a 22-year-old. Exactly. That's what I, I was thinking. Louis was like 25, giving it to a 14-year-old. I'm like, that's not, that's not no. good. You know, they always say like, well, in their time. And I'm like, nope, I'm yeah. still judging you. Yeah. Nope. If he's 16, all right. Yeah. Okay. All right. So Marie, when she is sent to France, it's this huge big ordeal. Again, these are two giant royal families coming together. So she arrives in like uh, 60 carriages and hundreds of footmen and horses that are coming along. And she's all adorned. And they even stop and like change her style to match the French style. So her hair is (laughs) piled up and powdered white. For whatever reason, the French like white hair. So they powder it. And then powder? I don't know why weirdos and so then they also give her a whole bunch of french style kind of clothing and try okay. to make her look that part which is weird because it doesn't help to def- like doesn't help distract from the fact of how fucking pale marie is it, i can't go enough into how pale she is i'm gonna google it and the white powder hair does not help because yep. it just flushes everything it's gonna accentuate Ugh. so you're saying that um I mean, maybe it's just because, you know, uh, Austria's pretty mountainous and whatnot, and Caucasian people. Yeah. She's pale. She's very pale. Okay. She's right. pale. I'm, I'm pretty damn white, and she is much more paler than I am. We are both very white. Which is hard to do. I'm actually, I'm Googling pictures of her, and obviously these are artistic interpretations because they're paintings, but she is not flesh colored yeah she's like white yeah that's what i'm saying is like they use the color white for her skin rather than like a bright light is on her all the time yeah i wonder what the deal is with that she's She's just that pale yeah oh she needs to fucking get out but it's not cute either no she's funny looking (laughs) she's funny looking dumb and pale her face is so long (laughs) dude it's a long face Yeah. yeah She's goofy looking. That's yeah, fine. We usually have mostly goofy looking dudes, and this is, it's fun to have a, a goofy looking. Yeah. Everybody's equal here in people time. Yeah. We got goofy looking motherfuckers. Every, most people we do are as goofy as shit looking. Yeah. If you're funny looking, we're going to mention it. Sorry. <laughs> but admitting that we are both also not great looking. We're goofy looking. <laughs> yeah. Eh. I'm pale and white. I know. Yeah. And I'm a hobbit. All right. You know. Welcome to people time. Here we go. <laughs> Thanks for joining in. <laughs> To the show. <laughs> to self-defecating just. <laughs> so after she gets all done up, um, she apparently didn't act very uh, royal-like when she actually met her future husband for the first time. She got out of the carriage and 
was all excited and didn't know what was going on and she's kind of dumb so she's everything's new to her so she's like whoa a 14 year old girl yeah yeah so she runs up stoked probably yeah i mean it's a new place that's gotta be fun well who doesn't want to be princess of france yeah that's a huge thing she's probably prancing around like oh but dumb yeah (laughs) (laughs) i'm the princess i'm so pretty yeah I have a long, weird face. <laughs> and he has to marry me. It's agreed upon already. What's he going to do? Leave? They can't. Oh, he's my prince. He would never leave. His parents are going to force him. This is going to get more fun and interesting here pretty soon, too, about Sweet. this. So, yeah, when she runs up to him, he, of course, acts a lot more royal-like and kind of gives her a kiss on the cheek. And she's talking and nobody cares. But, yeah, they get married a day later after they've met. Okay. So. Okay. <laughs> I'm ready for the sex, and but she's not. Yeah, she might be my. I guess that's true. You go through puberty or whatever. He was not. Oh, what a well. So here's the whole thing. Oh, Louis, when they actually just jerk off in front of her. I don't know if he could have. So there's a. (laughs) I'm gonna get into this. So (laughs) all right, when they get married. No, no, you're fine. So when they get married, they uh. They go through the ceremony. They're supposed to, like, write their names out on the documents to make it official. And one of the things she does is she accidentally blots a bunch of ink. Because it's not, like, sure today, right? So she blots a bunch of ink. Like, I don't know what they call that. But, yeah, you, like, you, you, dip, you dip, like, a fucking bird's wing into yeah. ink. Quail yeah. feather. Yeah. Yeah. And so she does that, and that's a sign of bad luck for the marriage if this happens so apparently this is like something that's happened before and maybe many times where they're like yeah don't do that it's like ink blots on your wedding day yeah yeah so that happens and then on top of it after the ceremony they're supposed to go like go have sex like it's like a known like that's the thing yeah go consummate consummate exactly you gotta and it's funny because you have a bunch of royal people and um people who follow the royal people around they actually follow them to the bedroom kind of a thing. Like, they stop, of course. To, like, make sure? And it's just like a, a celebration. So they're like, yeah, hey, you're going to go fuck. <laughs> Dude, sex is cool. Go. You're gonna, I know what you're going to do in Woo! there. Um, They go in there and they don't. As a matter of fact. I mean, they're, yeah. They I don't, don't blame them. I don't blame them. That's fucking weird. They don't have sex for like seven years. That's weirder. <laughs> yeah. That's weirder. When you're a teenager, you bonk anything. Yeah. So he's gay. Let's just say it. <laughs> uh, there's, there's Is a she gay? Theories. Who's gay? <laughs> no. Somebody, somebody's gay. I don't think either of them are gay. So here's uh. the theories. One theory is that they were teenagers, young, confused. They didn't really know and I agree, I scared. Agree. Yeah. I don't know who you are. We just met. I agree with that. This yep. whole thing's odd. And so maybe they just kind of were off-putted, and then on top of that, they kind of have separate lives and different duties, so it just okay. got prolonged, apparently for years. Which I like because I would think that, you know, often the male instinct is women work for me. Yeah. And Louis being a teenager, he was just gifted a wife. A lot of douchebag men would be like, fuck, that's my hole. But Louis doesn't fuck her because he's like a regular guy and he's nervous i appreciate that he treats her like a human where he's like i'm not just gonna fuck you i just met you well that's one theory there's another theory that's where i'm sitting as of now and i appreciate that louis so the other you're not like king joffrey (laughs) you just torture and fuck everybody yeah i didn't like that nope i didn't really watch a whole bunch of this show but i remember coming in that little prick to a couple different scenes of people watching them just being like what the fuck is going on his death was not bad enough should have been worse i didn't see his death 
Yeah, so the other theory, which is kind of interesting, is that the name of the condition is called phimosis. Hmm. Have you heard of phimosis? No. Me either. I had to look this up. Phimosis? Phimosis. Okay. And so some people, and I don't know why they think this, this might be a, even a bit of an outlandish theory, but some people think that King Louis, or Louis the Sixteenth, yeah, might have been, might have had phimosis, which means that, uh, don't go Google pictures of this, but if you're not circumcised, then your dick head hides, right? It's Yeah, the foreskin. Right, the foreskin comes up and over. So the foreskin covers the head. And yeah. the idea is that it's kind of like the foreskin's almost like closed off all the way. Yeah, it closes so, off at the tip. Uh, but like, like super tight. Like a turtle shell. Yeah, and with phimosis, it's so bad that like once you get an erection, the head never pops out. Ah! So it makes it painful. Yeah. Oh my God, so the tip is like, the skin seals together? Almost. Like, some people have it bad enough where, like, when you go pee and urinate, it actually kind of balloons because it's not really draining out. Yeah, what hole is he pissing from? But that's not always the case. It could just be that, like, you're fine, you can pee, but, you know, when you get an erection, I don't it's feel trying to stretch out. And I don't feel good. The foreskin doesn't stretch back. So what happens? You don't have sex. Oh, it hurts. <laughs> I bet it, yeah, it's fucking painful. So whenever Louis gets a turned on he associates that with intense pain yeah oh man so that's a theory nobody knows for sure but why is that theory thrown around is there any evidence for that i think it's only because nobody knows why they wouldn't have sex because it's actually well known by everybody at the time frame even maybe they're not having sex maybe he's asexual maybe he's gay maybe she is there could be a lot of other more reasonable explanations but that's kind of one that got thrown around because nobody knew why. Jesus Christ. Yeah. It is weird to me because, you know, I'm a human. I was a teenager. If you put me in a room with another teenager who's willing, we just bonk. Yeah. So, yeah, something's going on. Well, here's what my theory is. So I gave you the two theories of other people. Great. My theory is Louis saw just how white Maria was and was like, well, I, I can't have sex with a ghost. That's, <laughs> that's not even possible. I'd go right through her. Cl- so clearly I, I don't know how we're supposed to have sex this is a bummer like i'm she's so white that I, they need a new color for white because you know how there's like black yeah and there's a, they've now created another darker color than black called venta black yeah like the darkest color of so all time. she's like venta white she's whiter than white Let's see if and we, i think he was like i, I don't know how to uh, see if we can workshop this um gross Mm-hmm. Gross white, come, mm-hmm. come, gross white. It's <laughs> pretty good. So Louis was like, uh, "Gross." Yeah. <laughs> hey, uh, I, get... I, I don't know if at the time frame people consider her to be good looking or not, but she's pale and funny looking to me. So that's my theory. She is pale. Louis's funny looking to me too, though. So maybe they both sides and they're like, "Ew." But I do love that it, it, it is apparently a significant part of the story that they didn't fuck. Yeah. That. that as the theories you've established, it is speculated by legitimate historians that they're like, why didn't these children fuck each other? Maybe his dick's closed off. I don't know. Maybe his dick's <laughs> fucked up. So, dude, like, when he's looking at a hot chick, he just goes, ow! <laughs> or they're like, look at her. She has semen skin. I wouldn't fuck it either. It's just like fucking a pile of semen in, in a dress. So, Marie, uh, she wrote many letters back to her mother about how homesick she was after they got married and uh-huh. how... She wasn't really a fan of the lifestyle of the French, and she, when she was in Austria, and she's one of 15 kids, even though she was royal, she wasn't really in the public eye that much. Yeah. She was kind of 
doted on and given whatever she wanted, and nobody was really looking at her for what she could or couldn't do or anything like that. Oh, However, yeah. now she has responsibilities. Everybody's eyes are on her. The whole world knows everything she does. She's She says some sort of quote along the lines of, well, I, I wash my hands in front of the world. Like, even the simplest and stupidest things, everybody's watching and critiquing and blah, 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 blah. Hey, for a dumb, for a dumb girl, that's a good assessment. Yeah. Yeah. But she also ends up mentioning to her mom that basically they're not having sex, you know? I mean... We haven't, not... we haven't consummated. I mean, that's like a legal thing for them, yeah. I think. No humping, or sorry, no coitus, as they oh, would probably say. That is the least sexy word of all goddamn time. No P in the V? That's funner. Yeah. Yeah. So you're saying no dry humping, no over the jeans... He gets a boner and he might be in pain. Oh. Maybe we still don't know. So they're sitting on. I the... kind of don't believe that this is the the fact of what's going on, but it might be. So they're sitting on the couch and their parents are in the other room and they're watching Friends. Yeah, and they're making out a little bit. Mm. You know, he's getting a little over the shirt. She's getting a little, a little under the jeans, and then he goes, "Oh, <laughs> ah, ah, no, ah!" <laughs> and she goes. So five minutes into all these sequences, he just screams in pain, yeah. and, and maybe we should just shut it down. Yeah. That sucks. <laughs> yeah. That sucks. And even when you're royal, apparently nobody can fix that for you. I think he's gay. And yeah, so she's writing all these letters to her mom, kind of complaining. She's not used to this, and she's dumb, so she doesn't like it. It feels like she's, I would assume from her perspective, she's not fulfilling what she's supposed to do. She's not, she has court duties and yeah, things. She's consummated, to, though. Yeah, she didn't consummate, and she has these core duties. She's supposed to appear queen-esque because she's going to be getting that title soon. Yeah. And she's a, still a teenager and doesn't really care but, for any of this. She's kind of dumb and frumpy Yeah, and not really sure yeah. what to do and not getting fucked. So she's like, does anybody want to have tea time? Her biggest interests, she's very frivolous. So her biggest interests are like how she looks, her dresses, her sure. her makeup and all that stuff. Seems queenly to me which is funny because her mom disagrees her mom thinks that she should be like more modest and subtle and the queen should be graceful and you know sure show off sometimes but she's like constantly always in like the fanciest of whatever and i guess i mean that's just one perspective most queens i think about I'm like yeah they're fancy as shit so I don't yeah know kings why. and queens they're always over the top oh yeah they're like look at this shit maybe her mom was maybe a little bit smarter and was just like you should downplay that part tone it down yeah be be Maybe if you were smart and said smart things, it would be okay. But you're dumb and saying dumb things, so now you just look like a rich asshole Snob. kid. Yeah, snob, and you're as dumb as snobby, and people don't. The populace will not appreciate that. And that's funny because there's some foreshadowing there. Oh no! Spoiler alert! Oh god, she's married to a gay man. <laughs> that's so hard. It just sucks because I feel bad for Louis then. Exactly. That's my point. Is that back then you gay is not a thing. You're yeah. not allowed to get away with it. You just have to pretend. Yeah, that's, that's rough. He has to pretend like, oh, my dick doesn't work. <laughs> it hurts. Uh, it hurts me. So when you when you turn me on, because y you do, my dick hurts. <laughs> Ugh. That's what he has to fucking come up with. That sucks. Yeah. So Marie's mother writes back just that kind of stuff. She's trying to tell her to act more queen-like, to calm down on all the dressing that's way too extravagant, and... <laughs> and that she's not performing her marital obligations. Right. She even tells her own daughter, like, You've got to just, you got to caress him more. You got to get him interested. She doesn't know why they're not having sex. Gross. And she's like, you have to consummate. Put it in your mouth. Yeah. Did her mom tell her that? Pretty much. Hey, put, her, put it in your mouth. Yeah. Yeah. She's like, you need to work harder at making 
Louis hard. <laughs> so oh my god, <laughs> just just do better. Make Louis hard. Caress him. Oh god, this... rub his chest. Oh yeah, sure. But they have completely different interests. Louis and Marie. Yeah, are... he he likes Broadway. <laughs> he actually so he's really <laughs> big into hunting, and he likes to he likes to tinker with like mechanics. Like I guess he was really into like locks. Huh. And like trying to figure out how to do them or build them himself. He liked doing that metal work kind of stuff. Okay. She does not care about any of that. And no. she wants to be more social. She's very, she's that kind of a person. She wants to go have gatherings and parties and talk to people. And yeah. Everything's fun and interesting. Tea parties. And it's all about her. So she's like, look how fancy I look. And I'm the queen almost. I mean, we're talking about teenagers here. This is not strange. Yeah. Yeah. She, she wants the attention. She wants the parties. And he's a weirdo in the shop taking apart locks. I yeah. mean, we all know that teenage kid. He's more introvert. She's more extrovert. Fair. Yeah. yeah. And his dick doesn't work. <laughs> Maybe. So it's hard. And besides, he's he does like the court kind of stuff going to. He likes to act courtly and go do all this stuff and his duties. So he pays attention to that. He goes to bed early while she, like, as he's going to bed at like 7 p.m. like a nerd. Pussy. She's like throwing these huge parties that go into the night and then sleeps in all morning while he's working courtly stuff. I, this is adorable. This is so humanized. Yeah, right? Yeah, it's hard often to humanize our topics. This is very human. It's fun. Yeah, yeah. I can see the whole thing. But five years into their marriage, Louis's father dies and they assume the king and queen Shit positions. balls. Yeah. So she's only 21 when she becomes queen. Wow. So she's ruling a country, or at least, you know, along with Louis. Yeah, when he's not building locks. Yeah. And not getting off. <laughs> oh, my God. He I'm... is getting off. He's just not doing it with her. That's my guess. Uh, yeah, he loves locks. <laughs> a lot. Yeah, some of them Let are shaped you. in a certain way that he's like, oh. Let me unlock you. Or he just, you know. This is a metaphor. I'm locked in a relationship that I don't want to be in. I only like, I can only get off to metaphors. <laughs> but this is a hot one. Holy shit. <laughs> and he literally has to heat up the metal to make the metaphor work. He's like, ah, ah, ah. <laughs> <laughs> I would imagine that as king, he can order, you know, sexy ladies. Sex ladies. Yeah, but it's, I don't think he actually ever ended up going along with anyone else. Strange. Yeah. See, I just imagine he has a he sheet of paper have... that has Marie's skin tone, and he holds it up to them like, uh, okay, you're darker. Perfect. Great. I can get off of that. He says that to You're everyone. not a ghost. <laughs> because everyone's darker than she is. The whole earth. <laughs> yeah. No, it's actually pretty common, I think, for people to take mistresses like kings and stuff. But oh, definitely. Yeah. never seem to do that. So he's he, is, a... he is so gay. Maybe. I don't. I don't want to say that. Negatively, that's just my theory at this point, is that he is a homosexual. Right. Who, yeah, has no opportunity to express that. Well, and Marie, as she becomes queen, her fashion gets even more flamboyant. Fun. She, she becomes more involved with, like, it gets to the point where she has a team of people that when she wakes up, they spend hours putting her together. <laughs> like, she's got multiple people, like, putting on, because back then when they wore dresses, it wasn't just, like, a dress. It was, like, undergarments. Pieces. And then a bunch of other fabric. And then eventually a, a, a dress, which has a hoop that makes it her waist pop Ooh. out more. And her hair is getting piled up higher and higher to the point where she's got all sorts of shit in there, like feathers and stuff. But it's so high. 
<laughs> that she can actually hide stuff in her hair. And she apparently took vases, like small vases of yeah. water and stuck it in her hair. To, and like you couldn't see it. To elevate it? No. And then like wrapped her hair around it? She, she apparently used it so she'd walk around like they'd bring in flowers into inside. And she would pull out the vase and water them and then put the vase back on. I'm sorry. Head. That's fucking awesome. It's weird. That's awesome. Yeah. But she had like a specific hair designer and he got popular from making her hair this way to the point where the rest of like high status French people started mimicking it. Like they would do the same shit. They'd Good for her. Piled up high hair. And yeah. People would put urns in their fucking hair. That's not appropriate. You got to keep them close, right? That was your- No. That was your brother husband. You, he died, you know? Marie is putting vases in her hair because it's cute with flowers. Don't put your dead- cousin in your fucking hair yeah you fucking weird she's a ghost i can't be a ghost so i'm gonna bring a ghost with me i don't know i'm trying to just be like her okay, okay. There, there's like a thing there yeah that's, right. that's fair i love that she's like a fashion icon as a fucking weirdo yeah that's she, awesome she is but whoever the dude is that's running her fashion is definitely giving it to her husband <laughs> probably. <laughs> probably yeah that's my theory yeah you're like hey there i'm gonna need you to come into my chambers and do my hair too and then he comes out and his hair looks exactly the same. Just like, real quick. You guys were in there for like two hours. Your hair looks the same. No, he did my pubes. <laughs> yeah. <clears throat> he did my pubes with his mouth. It's, it's a, a thing he it's does. It's a new fashion it's thing. It's a new... You don't, you're not familiar you with it, Marie. It. It's a French you, thing. You're like two... You are so two weeks ago <laughs> with your fucking flowers in your hair, you bitch. But her dressing becomes kind of a thing where... Mm, it's already kind of upsetting to some people of the French people. Because it's so extravagant? Yeah, they don't really like that she's that much into her own, like spending money and, and wearing all this Well, imagine the general clothing. French populace is poor. They are starting to head that way, yes. And she is all glittered and her hair is bananas. Yeah, I get that, I guess. Because really, even before they assumed king and queen, Louis' parents... The previous king and queen yeah. really didn't care that much about the people either, and they were already kind of bankrupting the company or the company, the country. It's not hard to do. So uh, yeah, it's already not going well for the people, and we'll get a little bit more to that later on. But yes, God, it's yeah, it's not hard to take advantage of peasants and just take their shit. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> just take their labor. And Marie's mother continues writing her letters, just the same shit, just being like, "You're too extravagant. Calm down." Yeah, honestly, take the shit out of your hair and fuck your husband. Like, relax. It's not the Marie show yeah. in France. All right? Maybe it is, but they're going to turn on you. Give him the V. Yeah. All right. Give him the V card. Yeah. So, yeah, Marie, while she's showing off all of her stuff and her money, Marissa France is not doing great. In 1775, it gets even worse as the harvest of France is suffering. The harvest? Yeah, so like the people, the farmers and all the, oh, okay. you know, cropping. So it gets to the point where the price of grain shoots up. So bread is expensive. Oh, shit. It's to the point where like people estimated that it was like 80% of their earnings was going to just surviving for food. Oh, no. But that even is if you can find it because red bright red bright's bread riots. Red bright's, yeah. Red bright's start breaking out. Like, all over the country, people are, are trying to just get food. They're starting to starve. Basic food, yeah. Yeah. I think this is around the time when Jean Valjean steals bread and then goes to prison. Oh, Jean Valjean? He's a fictional character, character from Les Miserables. Oh, and actually, this got brought up in my research because I was wondering where Les Mis was 
technically, yeah. Yeah. It's not during the uh it's not during the French Revolution. It's like 40 years after the fact. It's around it, isn't it? Because that isn't like France uh, still does Ready Ready Frog voice main he does the whole empty chairs. That isn't that the revolution? I don't know. It's it's so I thought it was during the I revolution. Don't... It's forty years after where France is still not doing great. Where they're like figuring it out. Yeah. But we're talking about economic downturns that lasted half a century. Yeah. Bummer. Yeah. So yeah, when word gets back to the royals that there's bread riots and that people are starving and stuff, this is where the famous quote comes in where Marie oh, says oh no. we'll just let them eat cake. Which is pretty fucked up because the, she doesn't give a shit. That's essentially what's going on. She doesn't care that people are starving. Is it is it that she doesn't care or she doesn't know? So she she has no real she can't empathize at all. She has no real connection to what it's like to be poor at all. Right. But it's also kind of a uh, uh, at least the way I see it, it's kind of a cutesy way of being like, Puh, they don't they can't afford bread. They or they they can't eat bread. Let them have cake. Like. It's kind of like being cheeky and, and then being an asshole, right? That, that's what I always wondered: is it, is it is it an issue of she understands they're suffering and doesn't give a shit, or is it that she doesn't understand that regular people don't have cake? That she's just that ignorant. So I don't think it's that she doesn't understand that they don't have cake. She understands they don't have cake. Okay, she doesn't give a fucking flying yeah, shit. But she also can't relate to what that must be like at all. So she never has. That's fair. She's an asshole. Well, not fair, bitch. <laughs> but now for the sake of accuracy, she may have and probably didn't ever actually utter those words, let them eat cake. Oh, really? However, the mentality still stands the same. She didn't care. When they found out about the bread riots, she didn't give a shit. So the famous quote is not literal so much as interpretive of her approach to the situation. Yeah, it's it's her standpoint of not caring because they don't ever go and help their people or try to fix this. So no, pay us taxes and shut the fuck up. It's exactly correct. Yeah, that's yeah. how people think. So nobody knows for sure. She might have said it, but I think most historians are like, nah, we don't really have it recorded down, like specifically. Like, yeah, she definitely said it. It's true. If it wasn't like in a fucking newspaper, how do they even? Yeah. Yeah. How do they know it even happened? Yep. But yeah, she didn't give a shit. Even as her people are starving. Marie continues just spending even more and more money. She doesn't care. So, on herself, of course. I mean, yeah. She, yeah. It actually reminds me a lot of, like, Nicholas II in Russia, mm -hmm. late, much later on in history. Mm -hmm. where, where they just don't give a shit. Yeah, where they're rich and everything's fine, and their people are starving. They're like, well, oh well, too bad for them, I guess. And it's not me, and yeah. I'm royal or whatever. And they both have similar outcomes. Spoiler alert. What? Yeah. Rasputin? No. Seduces her? <laughs> <laughs> not quite that part. No. Um, yeah, so Marie liked to gamble. She even bills herself a lovely vacation resort while oh. her people are starving. And this part is super funny to me. Hilarious. Yeah. Because the irony of the resort is that she wanted to be designed to look a very certain way, which was almost simple and kind of rustic. And she even had like farm animals and she would walk around and pretend to be a shepherd and like pretend to work but really she had people following behind her like actually carrying all the stuff and doing all the things oh my god she just liked the idea of like this is this is me being a worker and it's insane to think about <laughs> that she just has no idea that people are actually having to do this to survive well like the same thing with the cake she knows this is not real yeah but she embraces it because she's like i can do what i want mm -hmm. i oh i'm such a i'm i'm a I'm a field person. I'm a salt of the earth. Oh, look at me. I'm just like everybody Farmer. else. Farmer. Oh, look at these fat pigs. Help pick up that grain of rice. 
I'm oh. not going to do it. Oh, I don't know what to do. But get I will my pretend. Hands dirty. I'll pretend that I'm carrying it with you. I'll mime it. Hmm. Oh, this is heavy, I well, assume. And she is so, like, a few, uh, you know, like a hundred years later, like, photo op prepared. <laughs> yeah. Ah, oh, I hold the pig here. Yes. Like oh, this? I'm such a work. Oh, I'm How's so, my hair? I'm so sweaty from all the work. Oh, goodness. Yeah. Christ. Yeah. And yeah. inside these cottages that she builds, like, it's kind of rustic on the outside, but on the inside, it's very royal-esque. Sure. It's decorated or, or like a bunch of uh, ordnance. Ordnance? Or yeah. Ornaments. Ornaments. A bunch of ornaments and trinkets. Very and ornate. Fancy gold, all that shit. So, yeah, she's just out of touch of reality of the common man. Wow. Yeah. I feel like I would blame... I feel like I would be an asshole about all this, but what other world does she know? That's true. I mean, she doesn't have any clue. She no. was born into royalty. And, and she's surrounded by thousands of people who who buy into it and work for it. Oh, yeah. What else does she know? Oh, yeah. So it gave me an idea of that resort. She spent two million francs. What? And building that. So and that's it, like two billion now, probably. I was going to say, you got to think about this is back in the 1700s. So, yeah. Something like that. <laughs> Some insane number. Yeah. I mean, like it had like, you know, man-made rivers around. She did all <laughs> sorts of stuff, a garden. I mean, it's just very, very big. Christ. Yeah. Um, seeing how the people of France were not doing great, they wanted to know why their queen had built herself a vacation retreat, especially because her <laughs> husband doesn't seem to be going there at all, but she's having parties there. So rumors start that the parties are all, all men that she's inviting. Hello. And that she's actually cheating Hello, sirs. on the king. Uh, she definitely is. She's 100% doing that. Well, and one of the rumors is actually quite... It gets built up and becomes the main rumor, which is that a specific guy, um, a man, a Swedish diplomat named Axel de Fersen, and I just like that his name's Axel. Cause it Axel? So cartoonish to me and fun. Yeah. Axel. Yeah. Like Axel Rose. That dude cleaned up in the 80s. Yeah. I mean, he's talentless, but he did clean up. He's a talentless douche. I hate that fucking guy. Me too. Guns N' Roses is garbage. Hey, shit. Oh, I'm so glad. I, ah. Uh. Thank you for saying that. See, yeah, we disagree on music a lot, but Guns N' Roses is shit. Yeah, that's garbage music. This is good camaraderie building. That we, oh, the that's, hatred of. It's nice. Axl Rose. Let's talk about rap now. Oh my god. Okay. Well, we lost it. Thanks. Yeah, let's move on. So the rumors start with with Axl and Marie that they're getting it on, and it's funny because they're accurate. She was probably having an affair with him. Sweet. I don't blame her. Yeah. You know, people got needs. Yeah. Matter of fact, in 2016, they apparently sent each other coded letters, Axel and... In 2016? So... In, oh, so they were discovered in 2016. Okay. The, the, the decoding happened in 2016. Oh, so, they're in code? Yeah. Isn't that funny? <laughs> that's awesome. Which makes it even more kind of like, that's huh, a, something's going on. That's for hot. Sure. That's actually pretty hot. So yeah, they found letters that were in codes, and in 2016, they were decoded, and it has things with both of them saying things that are very damning i would say or very good evidence that awesome. they were they were having an affair so he's decoding a letter and it says i feel and he's decoding it he's like i mm -hmm, feel sure this is getting pretty good wet oh in my pan let's say pantry pantry panties oh yeah I had to decode it first. I thought it said pantries. It's, it's, it's panties. Panties. Okay, good. Uh, no, that's actually, that's what I wanted. That's awesome. Well, I like to think about it because she but wasn't. I'm so pale, I can't see my pussy. That's less 
hot and more confusing, but I guess but I'll, keep, I'll keep translating. I guess I get it. Well, I like to think because she can barely write in her own language, <laughs> but it's much more simply like, you hot, <laughs> I want dick in me. Give me, give me, yeah. <laughs> oh, baby, yeah. You and, know, and I like it. very slowly translating, yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah, hot, yeah. It's like, damn, this stupid bitch was it. <laughs> Look how horny she is. She can't even write straight. This is great. Holy cow. Is, she's insane. <laughs> she's a freak. This is going to be great. She's insane I, with, with horniness. And I, gotta... I just think of Charlie from It's Always Sunny <laughs> just writing out these sexy letters. <laughs> My nipple's hard for you. Oh, baby. Oh, God. Oh, Marie. I'm sorry your husband's gay and you're, <laughs> and you're dumb. This is hard. But yeah, no, they actually had stuff that said um, how he was madly in love with her and how he uh, thought about her all the time and adored her. And he even told one of his siblings that she asked, like, well, why aren't you ever going to get married? It's his sister. And he's like, well, the one true love of my life is already married to somebody else, so I'll never marry. Oh. And everyone now assumes that he's talking about Marie. Okay. So, but they were probably getting it on. That's yeah, that's cute. Yeah. I think that you know, royals they just fuck whoever they want anyway. I mean, yeah, it happens all all the time. It feels it it almost feels needless to say like yeah, they were fucking other people, but when it's romantic, I get that. Well, in 1777, 7 years into their marriage, Marie's brother comes in. So he's from Austria. He yeah. arrives to meet up with Marie and hang out and Nobody knows what the conversation they had was. They everyone assumes that he was trying to push for her to actually consummate the marriage. Still, he'll just just sleep with him. Come Seven on. years in, bro. Just come on, pushing her like, come on. Do get him to fuck you. What do you want me to do? He says, "Oh, my dick hurts." Like, what does that even mean? <laughs> what am I supposed to do when he says that? What am I supposed to do? Well, whatever he said, her brother. Apparently, it worked because shortly afterwards, they finally Woo-hoo! have sex. Marie and. King Louis the Sixteenth. He did not have a good time. They end up humping. So yeah. How do you know that? How is that like a historical thing that we uh, know these people awesome? consummated? So great. I it, love how history works. It is great. <laughs> There's a lot of sexiness in history. Well, they start popping out kids too. So yeah, but how do we know they're his? They could be Axel's kids. I don't know, but we do know that they consummated and got recorded down. Some royal chamber was like, hmm, I watched from afar. It was very odd because of her pale skin and his weird dick. So it began (laughs) uh, with mutual masturbation, which was very uncomfortable to watch because he wiggled the whole time and tried to escape her, uh, just moving his little asshole backwards. Mm -hmm. To her credit, she aggressively followed him, uh, (laughs) attempted oral sex, but he was not into that at all. Although at one point he closed his eyes and started saying, oh, Tony, oh, Tony. Oh, Tony, which... Again, she interpreted as a uh, an interpretation of Marie. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> she even looked him in the eyes and said, "It rhymes." <laughs> so she's they, not the smallest. They continued their official coitus, at which point uh, his very weird-looking dick was inserted into her almost translucent pussy, and uh, I could see his dick inside of her. It was the <laughs> strangest experience I've ever seen. Uh, very quickly, within about uh, 36 seconds, <laughs> he ejaculated because, he, uh, according to his face, he did not want to be there, uh, and they left cordially. And then it's officially signed, stamped, 
Authenticated. St- stamped French government. Yeah. And uh, a seal, royal seal. And then he quickly went uh, uh, and ran. And then she went, okay, mm-hmm. not as good as Axel. <laughs> Tea time. So, uh, yeah, th- they end up having sex. And shortly later down the road, I should say, they have five children all together. All right. Yeah. So they at least did it five times. At least five times. He figured it out. Oh, I just feel so bad for him if you're correct that his wiener's pinched off the top. Jesus. I mean, could you... Oh, my God. It would be so painful. I like to think, like... So painful. You know those bags that have the drawstring, and you, like, cinch it tight so that (laughs) nothing comes out the top, and it becomes just a small little wrinkly hole? That's what I like to think. That's awful. (laughs) His whole life is that string being pulled tight. It's growing, but it it has no room to grow. And he's trying to come in these circumstances, just like... Trying to like ah! put his fingers in and like pry it open, please, ah! please. This is graphic. <laughs> ah, Louis, I'm sorry, you poor bastard. But with all the rumors about Marie possibly sleeping around with other men, and seems like she definitely is at least with one. I Axel, think it's fair that she is. Yes, they're kind of starting to. The people of France are not liking her very much. They're calling her a traitor to the king if the rumors are true, and to France also with her frivolous spending. And while the rest of the country is starving. People aren't liking Marie, and she doesn't care. No. Eh, give them cake. Shut the fuck up. Yeah. Well, they start, the people of France start making pamphlets that basically are mocking Marie. They use drawings that they don't even have to exaggerate. They just draw what she wears most of the time, (laughs) which makes her look ridiculous as they're like saying, you know, awful, harsh things against her and how she's screwing other people and she doesn't care about the people and there's drawings of people starving while she's walking around in her clothing and... Yeah, I could, they're mad. Yeah. I get that. So but, we're going to now cue into the French Revolution. Boom, boom, boom. Here we go. Empty chairs. Oh, Yeah, yeah, you do the impression. Empty chairs. Everybody's gone and crying. <laughs> it's just me here. I don't know the words, but it's something <laughs> like this. That's pretty much much the movie. Yeah. So the French Revolution is, um, yeah, what the populace being like, uh, I don't know. They're sick of the royals. So here, fuck you. Here's the thing. So there's a lot of things that go into what causes the French Revolution, and I won't go very deep into all these because it gets it's a rabbit hole. You can easily keep going and going. Well, we haven't done Napoleon yet. Yeah. So we don't have full context. And so I'm gonna give you just a bite size of a couple things that are going on, just to give you an idea of why. The French Revolution happened. So at first we have, of course, the food shortage happening um, in the 1770s. Sure. The people of France are going hungry. There's been basically two decades of poor cropping, right? Poor crops return. Mm -hmm. Bread riots, like you said. Bread riots, exactly. Yeah, that's sad. It gets to the point where there's actually over 300 bread riots that are recorded within like a couple of weeks. Fuck. And it's happening all across the country. So three, you got to think about that. 300 different occasions of people just trying to find food. Yeah, and people so fucking hungry and desperate. Yeah, it's getting bad. Shit balls. Uh, France was also, oh, they were directly involved with the U.S. Revolutionary War, and so Louis the Sixteenth, Marie, her husband. He, so he's the one who supported us, the Americans, during the revolution. His parents did. Okay. So they spent a shit ton of money to arm the U.S. against they, the British, because yeah. they hate the British. Right? I know they didn't send troops. 
No. They sent like equipment and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. The French sent a bunch of. Which is hilarious that they have no stake in that game. They literally just like fuck, fuck the, the British. British. Fuck you. That's exactly what it is. Whatever. They spent what money. do you want? Fuck you. And they try to like hold off the British, their ships. They try to, you know. Yeah, they do stop some their trading and stuff. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So they spend a lot of money. I which, love that about the French people. Yeah. Dude, they really. It, if it wasn't for the French, the U.S wouldn't be a u.s probably not at least not we, at we, the time they did yeah we needed the help for sure yep and i like anyone who has a fuck you attitude yeah yeah go <laughs> just fuck you brits and then whoever they didn't even get any land or anything out of fuck it. you <laughs> fuck you and good cheese yeah i got some good cheese fuck you uh on top of that you also had the royal family spending lavishly so the king and queen i, I keep saying the queen is spending lavishly um King Louis is too. Sure. They're both just going nuts. Yeah. Royals. Um, she's more showy about it, more show off about it. But yeah, they're he's, both just blowing money. He's buying very elaborate dildos. Yeah. Don't touch my dildos. Get get away from my dildos. Get away. Those are my boyfriends. You disgusting bitch. Get out of here. <laughs> go go put some more shit in your hair. I'm gonna sit on this dildo. Yeah. Yeah, and as saying before, his parents also didn't do any help when it came to the people. They are putting high taxes on their own people, while they're slowly the economy is just crashing around them. They just don't give a shit. They had no concept of economy at the time. Yeah, and we barely do now. Um, and then King Louis himself started implementing even heavier taxes onto the people, which just drove everything up high. uh, Price of food, price of everything. So. The people are just getting extremely angry. They're furious because they're dying. Their government's not only not helping, but they seem to be making it worse. And then they're also prancing around in their own fancy royal-looking <laughs> clothes and shit. Uh, it's a very smart stance to take. Yeah. Uh, guys. There's also some political issues. Um, even though France is an absolute monarchy at this point with the king's word as law, yeah, he does notice that their people are starting to get pretty restless, and he's okay. I'll, I'll try to work with you guys, but he's not actually going to try to fix any of the problems. He just wants them to calm down. The problem yeah. is, is you can't calm down starving people unless you fix the problem. He's not there to fix the problem, though. He's like, uh he's all talk. Yeah, he's I like make politicians a bunch of promises, and then I won't yeah. follow through. So what he does is he he says, I will implement this thing which is called the Estates General, and what this is is it's kind of like Three, it's a system that consists of three different parties-ish. He's still in complete control. But one system is essentially the clerics. That's the first estate. So you have mm, religious people. They have a say. Okay. They like, have power. Like a cleric party. Yeah. Okay. Like that's a, the Catholic Church has a say, basically. Yeah. Then you have the second estate, which is pretty much anyone of high noble status. They get a say. And then you have Fuck em. everybody else. The problem with this system... and Louis probably knew this, was that it's always two votes win. Well, the cler- the clergy and the high-status people always have the same interest because they're already in power and they're already getting everything. They're the high-status people. <laughs> so they're going to always vote in favor for themselves and which are the same interests. However, the people are going to vote for their interest and nobody's voting for them, so they always oh, lose. Nobody gives a shit what they say. Yeah. So the people are not still getting what they were, you know, there's no help coming to them. Their vote pretty, pretty much doesn't matter at all. And they still don't have bread. And they're still starving. Yeah. So this is making the people more angry as they're realizing that, like, oh, we just got fucked. He said he was going to come help us, and now, look, nothing's changed. 
So they're getting more upset. So now you're starting to get into the French Revolution where people are going to start to okay. fight back against the monarchy. Dis- take apart the royalty because yeah. our interests are not in their interests. Yeah. Pretend in some material way. I mean, and they're not. At least try to help with their food part. Maybe not give them still any power. Because at this point, really, the common folk are, they don't really have any real freedoms. They're no. just do their work, just work they, don't have say. they don't have freedom of speech they don't have any they don't even have freedom of religion at this point they're all catholic because they have to be yeah. the king said so <laughs> right so that's what's going on which you know her whole quote of let them have cake yeah has a lot of dimensions when you take it into this sense that it's not just it's not just that she's like an ignorant bitch it's that the populace doesn't have the ability to represent themselves and she doesn't even give a fuck yeah because she represents that royal class where they're like you work here yeah and it's them being like okay yeah i do want cake i'm gonna burn your shit down yeah so at this point yeah france is a boiling point everyone's infuriated and uh this is where things get pretty crazy they're mad at the injustice and the poverty and they're ready for bigger changes so in early of 1789 King Louis decides to send troops across the country and mostly to Paris. He goes to like two different um, cities, but Paris is one of the big ones. And this made the people nervous because as they're starting to kind of be like, we need to do something. They're using troops to suppress protests? Yeah. So yeah. the king can throw, by the way, the king can throw anybody into prison. And he doesn't have to have any trial and he doesn't have to, uh, no appeal, nothing. You're just now in prison. It's like Kim Jong-il, whatever you want. Yeah. Yeah. And they'll do it sometimes with political figures. So if you're like, uprise or fight against this, and the king's like, yeah, I don't want you doing that. You go to prison now for the rest of your life. Yeah. So this makes everybody nervous because the king is obviously realizing that there's some kind of uprising going on, possibly. So he sends out soldiers, and because he sends out everybody, the people actually respond back. And on July 14th, 1789, the people of Paris took 900 men, and they go seize the Bastille Fortress. Now, the Bastille Fortress is actually just what I was talking about. It is a prison where the king sends anyone where he just wants to send them without just any political trial. prisoners. Yeah. And they have other ones too, but yeah, there's some political prisoners in there as well. So they're freeing everybody. And mm-hmm. this is also a place where they can get guns and ammunition because there's a bunch of it there. Is this Bastille Day? Yeah, it is. Yeah! It is Bastille Day, July that's 14th of 1789. That's a Rush song. Oh, is it really? Yeah. So, yes, yeah, so they go in. They're, they're going in to get the guns, to get the ammunition, to arm themselves. But it's also a symbol. It is showing that the king doesn't have power to just suppress them. Like, you can't just throw us in prison. Look, we took over the prison where you send people who Beautiful. uprise against you. Yeah. That whole, like, you work here is a symbol, and we broke it. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. So, so I'm f- so fucking hard right now. Yeah. I love this shit. The French people are pissed. Yes. Eat the rich. So they take that over, and also during the same time, as this is happening, French people that are out in kind of more the countryside, mm. they're actually going into, like, government buildings where they would find these documents of royal status, or maybe not royal status, um, just higher nobility status, and they would take these documents and rip them up, and like, yeah, you don't own anything. like Oh, like property documents yeah, and shit? Property, and just um, declaring that they are noble. So they're basically tearing out the lines, being like, there are no more oh, nobility, yes. whatever. And um, we have talked so much shit on the French on this podcast. Yeah. Over the over the past. We haven't admitted this. This is where we've been doing this for a year now. A year of people time. A solid year. Episodes. And we talk a lot of shit on the French. I, I am hard as hell for this. Yeah. Like, 
Yeah. I can see. And these acts, these two acts are considered to be the start of the French Revolution. Taking over Bastille and going through and Hell basically yeah. ripping up all these government documents. Get your shit. Ownership. No one's going to give it to you. Take it. And along with these actions, this kind of makes the aristocrats super scared because they're <laughs> like, oh, God, they're going to kill us all if we, okay. They outnumber us. So they actually decide to write out decrees to help basic people, peasants, stating that everyone is equal. Like, everyone's equal now. Good job. Okay. I don't want to die. Um, and everybody would have freedom, freedom of speech, freedom Too of religion. Shut up. Too late. Yeah. Shut up. Well, I mean, the peasants are kind of happy about this, but they also are realizing that they're getting a positive response from their actions. And they're like, they're getting more courage. Like, we can, we can keep going. Like, we don't have to be always at the bottom. This blows. This is still huge. You have to realize how big of a difference this was from going from a peasant who basically has no freedoms and just does their job and then they don't ever get to move around or yeah. anything. To be able to have freedom of speech and be able to talk out against, that that is already big. Having the freedom to be able to choose your own religion. Like before you were just Catholic, you didn't get to choose. So like you went from one world to another almost by having these changes being implemented. Yeah. And as their courage continued to grow, they decided that like, yeah, the revolution can continue growing. So they're building up more revolutionaries, people who are going to join up. And on October of 1789, we have what's called the Women's March of France. Ooh. This is fun. All right. So yeah. here we have thousands of women who marched miles with the goal in Wait, mind. Wait, who was making dinner though? No. Oh, nobody made dinner that night. Uh, men starved. No. <laughs> <laughs> the men starved. Yeah. They were like, how do I use the oven? Wait, what does preheat mean? Where are you, where are you going? It, I guess I'll just microwave some peanut butter. That's all I got to do. The kids and I will just eat old bread. There's no bread. Oh, oh, good. Oh, great. Great. You're not going to the store for bread, I guess. <laughs> You're going to a march. My dick is hard. You don't even care. Oh. All right, kids, we're going to die. <laughs> I guess we die now. Yeah. Daddy doesn't know how to work the oven or the microwave or the fridge or his pants. Thanks, Mom. <laughs> Bitch. Your mom's a bitch. She doesn't love you. <laughs> I never wanted to say that in front of you guys, but you know what's coming down to it? She's a bitch. I didn't want to say it. Yeah, she's bad in bed. This is where we are. You're lucky you're born. I didn't want to fuck her. My dick is weird. It's sealed off at the top. I couldn't. <laughs> I don't know. I tried, and you came out. I think you're someone else's. <laughs> I've never. I've never had like a comfortable. I've never gotten off comfortably. <laughs> so if you are my child, you are the product of my pain. <laughs> and I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna microwave you, <laughs> Tostitos, because I'm sad. <laughs> Daddy's gonna take a bottle of whiskey and go to bed. Because you know, also, your mom abandoned us. I ate the last of the pop tarts, so good luck. <laughs> Actually, there's none left. So if you, get, if you guys can figure it out, that's great. Good luck. Now, I'm gonna go to bed. No, your mom is at some kind of march <laughs> that makes history books, and I don't. My weird dick doesn't get into the books. I go to bed. Because I'm not the king. I'm sure his does. Oh, oh the mine. king and his weird dick. <laughs> Daddy's going to go hang himself. Yeah, so, no, the women's march is thousands of women who march for miles with the goal in mind to go retrieve King Louis and Queen Marie to bring them back to Paris where they could be watched by the people to make sure that they basically start taking care of their country and the people. I They're gonna love that. Babysit them. 
The cool thing is, is yeah. while these thousands of women march, thousands of men armed joined them. So it was the women who were like, let's go do the thing. And then the men were like, let's, yeah, let's go do the thing. Let's okay. Oh, yeah, baby. And they get 10,000 revolutionists who end up showing up right outside the king and the queen's castle. And they are demanding to drag out King Louis and Queen Maria. Y'all are in a lot of trouble. Yeah. Yeah. I think maybe putting vases in your hair during an economic downturn was maybe. I like to think she at one point had bread in there. Just like, oh, they're, they're out of bread. There you go. Look, Here I've you got go. I've got bread that it's not even good to eat anymore because it's been in my hair with it's, powder. Yeah, so I just it's throw gross. it away. Don't eat it because I can. So yeah, with the ten thousand revolutionists outside their door, they eventually do get inside. They're able to capture the king and queen oh, just no. before King Louis. He doesn't know what to do. He's like, ah, oh, ah, oh, shit, shit, shit. Um, all right, let's get the carriages ready and let's escape. I'm However, your king. The revolutionists are able to just go and attack the carriages and destroy them so what? they can't leave. I would imagine the, the the frenzy of the people running in there, like the king is like, oh, 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 shit, physically being dragged out, kicking and screaming. Yeah. Oh, and they're sucks. supposed to not harm the king and queen, and they put them in their own carriages. The revolutionists put them in carriages. Well, that's quite polite of them. To send them back to Paris. However, they do kill their guards and put their heads on pikes and walk next to the carriage with the king and queen to be like, we're in fucking control, motherfuckers. Who, who's your guard now? Yeah. Uh, zero. Remember this guy? Yeah, this is this is just his head. And he's walking like, if you lift up and down enough, their jaw opens and closes. He's like, I work for you, sir. Oh, oh no, I'm dead now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And the king's like, that's not funny. He's like, I know, right? <laughs> it's pretty fucked up. But, uh, I actually think it's hilarious. Guess what? You brought this on yourself. Hello, sir. Uh, I would like to put your dick in my mouth like I did when I was alive. I don't... I don't like any of this. Yeah. Don't you work for me? So they get taken to Paris. Marie does try to get out some letters to neighboring countries in Europe, pleading for them to help the French mon uh, monarchy. She even gets some letters out, I think, to Austria, to her own family, being like, this is what's happening. Yeah. Uh, help. You Please. Know? Yeah. In 1781, Marie reaches out to Axel de Fersen. Remember him? Yeah. yeah. Welcome to the jungle. Which is funny. She's reaching out to the guy she's, you know, having an affair with. Yeah, her boyfriend. Because her husband can't do anything right now. Oh, yeah. Oh, so buddy. they together plan out an escape to the idea is they want to have Axel help them get out and head to the Netherlands where they can basically regroup and see if they can try to take France back over and put them back in charge. Okay. While she's planning her escape, a French general that was trying to help her told her to escape with only two carriages. He's like, don't go anything too fancy. They'll recognize. Go in inconspicuous and just take two carriages. Look like you're just selling potatoes or some shit. Yeah. Undistinguished. Right? And <laughs> it's funny, though, because Marie's an idiot. And also, you know, she likes money and stuff. Marie, I, I, want, I want to take your side. <laughs> She's too dumb. I want to admit that you don't know better. Yeah. But we're getting to the point, you should know better. So she ignores the advice. Yeah. And ends up taking multiple carriages that are fancy. Probably like 35. Royal looking. Oh, and she wants to make sure that they're outfitted with of, yeah. silver, silverware, and have <laughs> chests of wine so she can get drunk on her way out. Of course. Whatever. Because, you know, like, if you're going to escape, you might as well do it in style. Like, what? come on. What, do you want to look like a poor asshole on the road? I'm not going to use normal metal silverware to Ugh. my food. 
disgusting and what looked like a poor piece of shit. Even though no one can see me, I want to look like I'm fancy while I'm eating. Well, I need to, I need to feel what I deserve. Yeah. I'm not going to eat with a piece of... Oh, what is this? Walmart silverware? Yeah. Disgusting. Okay. I need to know that a peasant died carving this out of <laughs> silver. Yeah. And didn't get paid anything. And paid heavy taxes that came back to me. Yes. Perfect. That's what I deserve. Yeah, she's an idiot. And then put it in my hair for some reason. But they were quickly noticed. Oh, Marie. Because, obviously, she's trying to escape in fancy (sighs) carriages and shit. Do you want some cake, you bitch? Yeah. So someone saw the carriage, and they quickly rounded up a bunch of people who then went and attacked the carriages and grabbed the king and queen and put them into a nearby house to, like, hold them captive there. Surprisingly, the people are still nice enough where they're like, all right, come on back to Paris, get back in there. But the king's basically lost all of control. Like, he no longer has any real power. Mm-hmm. The revolutionists are trying to form up a new government um, for many reasons. And it's weird because they, they do have problems, but they are able to get stable enough because around this time, things get crazy where, with Marie trying to still send out letters to Europe, Europe, other countries are trying to decide, okay, do we go in and help you know, the monarchy and put the king and queen back into in charge? Or do we uh, take advantage of the chaos and go take over France? This is what Austria is thinking? This is what all, most oh, of Europe is thinking. <laughs> because you she's see, sending letters out like, help, help, help. And you see like, an opportunity like, well, yeah. Austria, you know what? They got a lot of good they got a lot of good wine and cheese. I'll just, maybe I'll just take it. Yeah. The funny thing is that none of these countries work together because they all want France. So nobody, like, if they're going to go attack, they're not doing it together. They're not planning it out and being like, because everybody's like, I don't want to share France. I'll just go take it myself. But nobody actually does. In fact, before everyone does start to get into a pretty big war, Austria sends messages to the French people saying, you have to put the monarchy back in charge or else we will send military over and make you do it. And this makes the revolutionists, mm. who've now built up somewhat of a, uh, somewhat of a government, not happy. And fuck now. They declare war against Austria during their own revolution. They're like, "Fuck you! We'll come kill you! Like, come on, bring, bring." We still have people. an army. They do, and it's actually still very strong. We're still the French army. Yeah. And the army really only works whoever's in charge. So if I take over this city, that's my army. Yeah. And I'm just a fucking guy. Yeah. Yeah. I think Austria... Fuck you, Austria. Besides their own daughter basically being over there, I think they're also afraid of like, well, if all these people have a revolution, what happens if that spreads into other countries like ours and everyone realizes that they can take over the king and queen because there's way more of them. So goddamn funny. Their army is so superior, but their culture is so loose. You know what I love about this? A few weeks ago when we did George Cuvier... I skimmed over all the politics stuff because George wasn't into it. Yeah. He, he was doing his science shit. This is all the exact same time. Yeah. All of this bananas unrest was happening while George was in a room with his head down looking at fucking bones. Yeah. And like the city around him was on fire. And the only thing that you learn from his history is it's like, well, the elephant hips are different from africa and india and he did not give a shit yeah that any of this was happening everything so i didn't crazy. learn i didn't learn any of this because because george didn't give a fuck about it yeah it's fucking hilarious yeah well and this is also the time frame right around here where we started to see napoleon working his way up the ranks quickly because france is he sees an opportunity yep he's a bad man I that's think. a different episode in the future that we will come out with but we'll, we'll get there napoleon is in this area uh, so much work which is super fun so in 1792 marie 
Marie and the rest of the French royal family are forced into what's called the Medieval Temple Tower Fortress, which is Square de Temple. Sure. Yeah. And while they're held captive here, Marie and Louis are trying to do their best of keeping the kids' spirits up because their kids are in prison too. Oh, so that's not fair. That sucks. Trying to tutor them and play games and stuff. Oh, that's hard. And things aren't looking very good for them. But overall... The five cum shots that Louis ever ever delivered. <laughs> yeah. And now they're running around like, what's going on, Mom? And some of them are like, like one of their sons is in prison uh, in a different area than them and is probably getting beaten. And Is he like a teenager or so? Yeah, he's a little bit older. I don't like that. And so... and He doesn't know better. Yeah. Rebels... Yeah. Be a rebel. Eat the rich and burn the city. But be nice to the kids. They don't know better. They don't know, yeah. They don't know better. But overall, while they're in there, Louis and Marie are still trying to find a way to bring their family back to power. Oh, they're imprisoned, and they're like, we'll be back on top. That's don't worry. That's so cute. Someone's going to come save us. Oh, that's so cute. So Marie and Louis, uh, they had been writing letters out um, that they hadn't been able to send, obviously, yet. But they had letters ready to go, and they'd been hoarding or holding on to a lot of letters that they'd already received previously before, where they were talking to other diplomats, being like, help us, send people, what's the plan? Yeah. And How do we restore royalty? Because if, if I don't, then your country might recognize the peasants can kill you too. Yeah. And they were so smart that they took these letters and hid them in the prison in a, in a box. Smart. Yeah, good call. A box that could be easily searched. Sure. And yeah, don't send it anywhere or lock it or anything. Was searched. That's smart. I mean, I don't know. She, hide it on your person at least. Like, you got you, a big dress, right? You have established this episode that Marie is a smart person. <laughs> she's smart. She's ingenuitive. Right. Uh, she's clever. Yeah. She's not a dipshit at all. I just like this idea that they have all these letters and they're like, where are we going to put these so they can be found? I've got a box. Perfect. Stick it in the box. And just put it right there on top of the shelf. That's fine. Whatever. In in the in the prison. Yeah. They're not going to search it. They're not going to cut our heads off at all. So the box gets found. And the contents are obviously found as well. And they're like, uh, yes, we see that you are trying to still do all this. Like, we basically already have a government going now. And you guys <laughs> we, are trying to take it back over. Yeah, Napoleon establishes the whole thing. Yeah. We don't need you now. And so with that, they take Louis out and oh, they put no. him on trial oh no he's found guilty of treason and treason like against the peasant against Fran france uh, now because right now they're no longer now seen as okay. any kind of part of i get it being in power yeah where they so were, now they're against what power is existing where they established that like our hunger and our needs is the country need as opposed mm. to the royal need so yeah. okay yeah uh, that's amazing. And a lot of people make a bunch of speeches against Louis and say that like he must die for the country to live and all kinds of Yeah. But doesn't he pull his pants down and be like, Look at my weird dick? And like, oh man. I what didn't... choice did I have? I'm so sorry, I had I had no idea. I know. Look at it. How did you even get five kids? Are they all yours? No, I don't know. They're axles, aren't they? I don't know. My my foreskin is full of semen. It doesn't come out. <laughs> help me help me so uh when he's found guilty of treason he's sentenced to death to the guillotine mm. where twenty thousand people watch his head get chopped off at the mm. guillotine fantastic yeah and then a few months later i've well, heard they sharpen that blade pretty well it's quick 
Yeah, it was supposed to be. They thought this was a really good way of. They thought this was a humane way. Yes. To end someone's life. It's, it is quick. It is quick to their to their benefit. Yes. Yeah. Although I, I I heard that like there was somebody who during the revolution and then later on when they're just chopping everybody's head off. <laughs> At one point, they just chop off everybody's head. It seems like whoever. And somebody was taking the time apparently to go and run up to the heads right after they hit the basket. And yeah. They said the eyes were still moving around. What? Maybe even the lips. And they're like, well, they can't talk, obviously. Yeah. But what, like, are they still conscious at this point, or are they completely disconnected? And it's just their body twitching. What's going on? Yeah, I guess at a certain point, like, there, there's gonna be a certain amount of uh, juice in your brain that keeps you alive for a minute. Maybe a couple seconds. I don't know. That's weird. But it's a couple seconds. That's what we're talking about. Hopefully, I think the guillotine is actually considered now to be bad because oftentimes nah, when they would like release the blade, it didn't always. Ugh land correctly because it has to slide down Ugh. so you might get like your neck you, half chopped you said a, yeah you said a thing where in my mind it, like, it went catches half the left into side. there and then a guy runs up like oh shit 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 shit, shit. and they start hold on it they try to like raise Everybody, it back up relax we're sorry we're relax. sorry we're sorry we're trying and to get it's it up. like it's heavy chink cha chink cha chink and it's just and, and the guy's like please it's pulling but it's attached to their spine so they they are raising up into the air they're stuck to the blade oh <laughs> shit pull him off pull him off. i'm sorry i'm sorry and they pull him off and he lands scrape him down <laughs> Like, hurry, hurry, get it up. The whole time. Drop it. <laughs> and then it only goes three quarters. And he goes, <laughs> like, I knew we should have sharpened this earlier. This is a nightmare. The whole time, there's four guys who are all working on this, all have swords, and not one of them drawn out. Be like, just hurry and stab him to death. I don't know. Cut up his head with a sword. I is don't it, know. Is it better if we just cut his heart out right now? Is, is that more humane? What do we do? Uh, yeah. Oh, God. So. That's what happens to Louis. Marie, a few months later, she tries to escape again. She's in prison for a few months after Louis yeah. killed? Yeah. Oh, that sucks. They keep her in prison. Um, with, with her kids? With her kids. This is hard. Again, some of her kids are, I don't think, with her. They might be kept in separate cells. Yeah. So, uh, it's funny because she tries to escape again, and uh, with the help of, I guess, some guard that was going to try to help her out. However, she is caught pretty much immediately, put on trial. For two days, they deliberate and find her guilty of treason mm. as well. They also they also put a bunch of weird stuff on her, trying to escape. They say that this is it gets weird, but they tried to say that she molested her own children. Sure. Okay. And apparently, they got one of the sons, and they probably actually did beat and molest him, and then tried to tell him that it what? would stop what? if he would go against her and say she actually molested him. What? They're just trying to build up. I don't know why they so need they're, anything. They're just trying to incriminate her to the populace. I think they're just trying to make her look as terrible as possible. All right. I don't know So what. you don't, from your research, you don't see any indication that she molested her children. No. So oh. as far as I'm aware, she never did. And it does seem that there was evidence that they tried to tell her son to plead against her on it. Ugh. Yeah. So she gets found guilty of all sorts of stuff, including like sexual acts. I think even with her own husband, like they did illegal sexual acts kind of a thing. He analed her. Let's say they had anything but missionary. I don't know. They, they did doggy style. Oh my God. What? Are you kidding me? Her ass was. All right. Chop her head off. What are we waiting for? This bitch's ass was pointed up in the air like an open deliciousness. <laughs> Ugh. Cut her head off. <laughs> So Jesus Christ. I am so upset about a lot of this right now. Okay. Yeah. Well, do you want me to finish how she dies? 
Or do you want? Do you have questions? No, I'm just gonna be upset silently. Okay. It's so much. It's too much. I like that you're upset. I don't, I don't like it. It's funny. I don't like it. I'm sorry. Yeah, that's what it is. It's history. Yeah. So she gets paraded around Paris in a open cart where everyone can see her. Wait, after she's been sentenced to like death? Yeah. So she's heading towards the guillotine and they're parading her around. And, okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And she basically just was sitting there like didn't say anything just kind of what is she gonna do yeah uh, i don't know my husband's dick's weird what did you want me to do <laughs> what else was i supposed to do yeah hey, could you imagine her like leaning out of the carriage like what did you want me to do <laughs> gay he had a weird dick yeah what and come guy's... on i did the best you, did you want cake you wanted cake you dicks <laughs> god I was offering. I wasn't saying let them have, let them eat cake. Like I wasn't trying to be rude. I was like, let's send them over here. I'll give them some. I have nobody showed up. I have a bunch of cake. It's not my fault. Y'all want some cake? I got some cake. Well, I did until you stripped me of all my shit. You fucks. Damn it. You, oh, I diddled my kids. What is that about? Yeah, assholes. I didn't do that. Okay, I tried to write letters and escape. Fine, put me on that. But what? What is this about my own kids? Fuck you. What else am I supposed to do? But no, she was silent all the way up to the guillotine until. <sighs> I guess uh, she has a priest there that's told her to have courage. Well, good for her. For, yeah. And she Being up, quiet takes bravery at that yeah. point. Yeah. She responded to the priest saying that she's had courage her whole life and she wasn't going to stop even at the very end of her well, you know, that, last few minutes of life. So well, she okay. was acting courageous by, by, I don't know, not that, crying. That sounds as fake as to give them cake quote. Maybe so, yeah. That's just me. So, yep, they put her up onto the guillotine, chopped her head off. And, and it was one go. Yeah. Okay. As far as I'm aware, yeah. That's, I, that's nice. I appreciate it. <laughs> and that is when she died in 1793 at only 37 years old. Holy yeah. shit. 37? Yep. I was thinking like 40s, 50s. Nope. Damn. Damn. She was queen at the age of 21 and then died at the age of 37. So That's true. That's like yeah, 16 years yeah. of... Uh, of terrible ruling. Of having sex with your husband five times. And then uh, some other guy named Axel. So I do have a couple fun facts. Um... They're kind of weird. This one is strange because we might get our political sides as far as like when we reference left wing or right wing or left side, right? Yeah. From the French when they were going through the revolution and they were trying to decide on their government style, they had certain people line up what and stand depending on their beliefs in different parts of the room. Okay. So if you believe this thing, you stand on the left side. If you believe on this thing, you stand on the right side. And then they would deliberate about how they wanted to go about making rules and laws and they would agree or disagree so it might actually be from that instance possibly that we get left side and right side i've never even thought about where it comes from yeah and there was even a center too they would have people in the center who was kind of um a little Lib on the left a little on the right libertarians their vote doesn't count <laughs> they're idiots unfortunately they're yeah it doesn't seem and they good. also don't pay taxes so who gives a shit what they think about anything yeah so so they would have people like if you believe that the government should assist in your well-being and then you vote for that well-being, stand to the left. And if you don't want the government involved in anything you do, uh, unless it's illegal, stand over here on the right. Pretty much. And it even became more so that like, if you didn't agree with one side at all, then you stood the furthest away from them, which would give you the extreme left or the far left. Is how This is how the revolution the voted? Right. Yeah, this is kind of how they started their government when they were first trying to make rules and laws. So they literally had people standing in... Literally, yeah, left, left or, or right. right. God damn, we gotta do Napoleon. Weird, huh? Yeah. Yeah, that is weird. Um, Marie had five children, two of which died at a pretty young age. 
Uh, one went off and married, a, I think, her own cousin in Austria. Sure. She later made it out and went married. Yeah, that's they, a relative. They have blue skin now. Yeah. But the one that's worth noting, in my opinion, that's kind of weird and fun and interesting is her son, Louis Charles, which is Louis the 17th. Okay. And the reason why his is somewhat fun to bring up is because two rumors happened when they were captive. One rumor was that he died and he was only like 10 years old in prison. Okay. And then the other rumor was that he escaped and that he would technically be the heir to the throne if there was another king. Yeah. If they went back to a monarchy. So some people were like, if we come back to that, he could technically take control. And a lot of people came forward saying that they were Louis the Seventeenth. So this is like Anastasia. Is it? Does it kind of remind you? It reminds me of Anastasia. Remember yeah, the, uh, and it reminds me of Man in the Iron Mask. I, see, I haven't seen that still. Well, and this story kind of reminds me a lot of, of Nicholas II and Russia during that time frame. But you have revolution, the people who are starving, nobody's doing yep. anything to help Throwing it. Throwing a fit. On the royal side. Mm-hmm. And then you have a, you know, a royal child of the family who there's rumors that they escaped when actually both of them were killed when they were ca- captured yeah. but people came forward pretending to be those people so yeah. they could try to claim the royal uh, yeah as we uh, as we said anastasia died in that in that yep in that pit but a lot of people were like i'm anastasia yep and the same same thing of course this uh with the royal family of russia the romanovs they actually were they're later on right they're the late 1800s so this happened before that but it yeah. is interesting that there's these weird similarities the seeds are there though yeah it's all kind of the same thing but they're actually able to fully confirm that he died so somebody took his heart this is a weird part of the story what king louis king no no louis the 17th Marie's oh, son louis yeah so um when he died he died in the in the prison i'll tell you that and someone took his heart and passed what? it around to royals as being like, this is one of the royal hearts, and he died, whatever. I don't know why, but that's what happened, yeah, and it's... eventually stayed with one family. We still have the heart today, and it was in... It's like a round, like you can't go to Rodigio's and eat it? No, I don't think so. <laughs> in 2000, a team of medical scientists did a conclusive DNA test against the heart because that was the one that was claimed that it was from the boy who died in prison. Because it could be any motherfucker's heart. Right. Yeah. And they tested it against a piece of hair from Maria. Oh. and From Marie. And they concluded that it was a match, that they were... At least related. Yeah. And so everyone's pretty sure that that was what? her son who died in prison and never escaped. And how old was he when he died? Like 10. And they cut his heart out. Yeah. And... Like 98 people shared it yeah. until the year 2000. It's just a dried up heart. And now it's in some French tomb. Yeah. Probably. It got buried with the rest of the family later on. Like in the year 2000, they buried I it? I think it was actually buried before that and they went and maybe grabbed it. I actually didn't see when they grabbed it as opposed to when it was buried. But it did eventually get buried next that, to the rest of the royal that family. That's so strange. Isn't that fun? I, that's not fun. <laughs> it's awful and strange. Yeah. Welcome to People Time. People Time. Lots of complicated history. Lots of weird shaped dicks. Yeah. Lots of people being nice and doing the best they can, but then also being dickheads. Yeah. People Time. People Time. Make sure to share, like, comment, tell your friends. Check it out. Learn some stuff. It's fun. So tell your rich friends about us uh, and uh, tell them to eat their parents. That's all I have. People Time. Oh, man. That's awful. (laughs) Yeah.